Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. The Borger Sports Podcast, the official sponsor is Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. I'm your host, Michael Williams, here with my co-host, my good friend. What's going on, Bulldog Nation? Michael Kano here, co-host of the Borger Sports Podcast. And I am in a fantastic mood today. You are. You're in a good mood today. Oh, I'm giddy. I'm giddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had a great weekend. Yeah. So I'm feeling good about yeah, it. You had a good weekend too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Watched a little college football on Saturday. That's right. It felt good. I didn't feel so good about that. Yeah. No, I had to watch Wyoming put it to the Red Raiders. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. So much. I didn't like that too much either. But, no. you know, kind of tech's kind of been my adopted since I moved out here. Sure football team that I root for but I grew up so I grew up in Tucson mm-hmm. younger years so college wise brainwashed into being a University of Arizona fan mm. uh, more basketball than football I care okay. about their basketball more I mean sure elite basketball yeah but they're going to be in the Big 12 next year that's exciting so you know yeah their football's not as good but I'm like man I might be able to head on down to Lubbock and see some Arizona College basketball. Oh, absolutely! Every year, and that'll be a great game. That's yeah. two quality exactly programs. Yeah. So anyway, now football side, we may have a little conflict. You know, I got to be a Sun Devils fan supporting Jalen Conyers, one of the top tight ends in the nation. Sure, it's fam over there, so you got to support the fam. So yeah, we may have to go head to head. Yeah, I like ASU football. How do you do that? How do you like? I don't know. I don't. It's like a University of I Texas didn't, guy. Like I didn't go A&M. to. I didn't go to either university. So you can. So you know. I mean, I, I always pick the Wildcats over the Sun Devils. Always. Okay. Always. Gotcha. Always. But so there's lines you draw then. Yeah, I draw lines okay. for sure. There's lines, but anyway, I also went out to the Sod Poodles game Saturday night. That was a lot of fun. Oh, I bet it was. Yeah, How'd they do. Was it the Rockhounds? Yeah, they're playing the Rockhounds. They yeah. won uh, six to four, I think. They okay. were, were won by two runs. Sure. Yeah. Some Seth Beer hit a bomb. Hit a bomb home run, dude. Hit the Civic Center. It was out there. It bounced. <laughs> no, his home run bounced off that that uh, that bar they've got out there. Oh yeah, in yeah, left yeah. field. Yeah. And then uh, I can't. Uh, I uh, what's there's another guy on the team. I can't remember Mendoza or Melendez or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit a bomb that you could like. It went out past the fence there. And you could see it bounce yeah. out into near the Civic Center. He had yeah. a bomb. If you guys haven't got to go, go see the Saudis, you got to get out there. That's that's just a blast. Oh, yeah. It's just it's such yeah. a fun environment. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Well, let's remind everybody, this was a big week because we took nominations for the did. hardest hitting Bulldogs of all time. Yep. And we had lots of nominations come through. Dude, we had tons and way more nominations than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to make a spreadsheet just to keep track of <laughs> all, the, all the stuff that's right here. He built the algorithms. So yeah. I didn't add up the total the, nominations, but it's it's over 50. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we had a lot from back to the 1950s yeah. all the way to last season. So Yeah, we did. We're going to find out who's going into the top five polls at the end, at of the end of the episode, the so you got to keep listening. Episode. Yeah, there's your stick with us. There's your cliffhanger. Don't click too many thirty seconds ahead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we also got a great interview coming up after the break later. Special guests in the studio. Yeah, today. great, great interview with two two special Borger people. Yeah, Adrea and Pete Loftus are in the house. We're going to be talking to them about Bulldog football and Bulldog volleyball. 
and just family all yeah. around. It's going to yeah. be a good segment. Some great stories. That's right. Yeah. Well, let's hit the rundown if you're ready. All right, the rundown we got. And this is what happened last week. We're going to give you the rundown. Uh, cross country. The Jeep Web Classic was this last Saturday here in Borger. Uh, the middle school girls, they placed second place behind Canyon with 56 points. And the boys finished fifth with 117 points. Uh, the JV boys uh, didn't have a team score, but uh, Augie Manifest finished 17th with a time of 718. That's fast. Mm-hmm, it is. This is, is a three-mile court. That's not three miles. How fast is for JV, that, that's, there's no way that's three miles. Seven eighteen. What's the cor- how far is the course? I think the J. I, I'm going to say something wrong. Coach Young is going to get me. Okay, because I, when I was in high school, the course was like three miles. Yeah, there's no way you can run three miles in seven minutes and eighteen seconds. I think it's two and a half. I may be wrong. Okay, maybe two. Maybe two. Uh, Seven eighteen, even at two and a half miles. That's Dude, that's insane. Isn't that like world record speed? I don't. What's a world record mile? Uh, we're sounding really dumb right now. You can tell two fat guys sitting here. We don't run. We don't know. Sub four is good. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Sub four is great. Okay. Anyway, JV girls finished second behind Dahlhart. Uh, London Salinas finished third overall with a time of 7.59. Miley Garcia finished 12th and Hannah Horst finished 17th. Uh, varsity girls, no team score, but Julia Stevens finished highest at 40th, Lila Breedlove at 41st, and Breely Nail at 42nd, and each finished right at the eight-minute mark. Yeah. Um, the varsity boys, they finished fourth overall. Uh, sophomore Charlie Medina finished 14th with a time of 613, and Matthew Gutierrez finished 21st, and Isaiah White finished 27th. Overall, good day. Yeah. There are a lot of teams, lots of running, lots of competition. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired just from play. talking about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's go on to some tennis action here. Last Tuesday, <laughs> August the 29th, the varsity tennis team beat our rivals, Pampa, in a score of 12 to 7. The girls swept vict- victories, uh, mixed doubles one and mixed one. And uh, the boys' singles also had victories as well from Josh Drake and Kaysen Hadway. There we go. And then also last Thursday, August the 31st, our JV tennis team beat Leveland. That's a district competitor. And they squeaked out 12 to 11. But it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. That's true. And our JV is now 2-0 on the season. Sweet. Yeah. All right, let's get right into volleyball. Because we got a lot to get through today. A lot. A lot to get through. Yeah. <clears throat> volleyball faced Caprock this weekend on Saturday. Uh, the freshman and JV both won in three sets. Here we go. Varsity dropped to Caprock in five sets. So 25-13, 24-26, 25-18, and a really close last fifth set, 17-19. Oh, a nail-biter. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, Esther Cronones had 14 assists and 14 digs. Emily Bridges had 10 kills, 11 blocks, and 25 digs. Katie Buchanan had 12 kills, 3 blocks, and 7 digs. Savannah Padilla had 15 digs and 12 aces. And Cooper Buchanan had 8 kills, 5 blocks, and 7 digs. Addison Bridges, 7 kills, 9 blocks, and 5 digs. Adrea Loftus had 4 kills, 8 blocks, and 5 digs. And Jordan Pettit had 3 kills. Alex Shepard, two kills. Samantha Tarango, eight digs. Reality Briscoe, six digs. And Braley Richburg, three digs. Hmm. Man. Yeah. That stat person was busy on that one right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Tough loss. Yeah. Tough loss to Caprock. Tough loss. Yeah. Five um, sets. Yeah. Nail biter set there in the fifth. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And uh, these girls got to keep working hard. You know, yeah. I think Drea's got some good messages about that here later on and, mm-hmm. and have some good insight on that. Yeah, on to Frank Phillips Volleyball. They had a tough weekend at McCook preseason tournament. They lost four games against McCook Community College, North Plate Community, Platt Community College, Iowa Western Community College, and Dodge City Community College. Yeah. FBC. So. Had a little bit of a rough start here so far to the season, mm-hmm. but I think you know once they get some things going, once they get their their footing on the ground and and you know figuring out how they're going to blend and mesh as a team, and that's probably a big part of uh, the junior college experience. You know, you're you're coming in really quickly and you're and you're trying to blend and mesh right very fast. And so mm-hmm. once they get that going, I think that we're going to see some. Some turnaround action. Yeah, we need Frank to get Phillips. someone from Frank Phillips here on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. So if Coach, you're hit us up. If you're from Frank Phillips and you want to come on the podcast, well, I mean, if you're an athlete or a coach from Frank Phillips and you want to come on the podcast, not just random people. <laughs> <laughs> they might have some insight. They're big fans. <clears throat> yeah. I went to the first game and uh, <laughs> I sat there in the stands. I had some popcorn. I want to talk about it on your podcast. I got some good advice I want to give out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to some football action. Let's here. go. Let's do it. Let's talk about Border football. Bulldogs started back this last week against River Road, and they took care of business with a twenty-seven to zero victory, and that led right into what we saw Friday night. Mm. The Varsity Border Bulldogs went to Wildcat Stadium at River Road to face the Wildcats. You were there. I was there, and let's break down. This I was game. not. I know. I said I was going to go, and then I didn't go, but. You had things come up. I did. I did have some things come up. We don't need to talk about all that on the podcast. We'll talk about that later. I will be there this week. I know you will. Not that I have to go far because it's it's here. (laughs) And it's going to be fun. And we're riding on a high after this. Yes. Yeah. So I did text you and was asking you for updates, but. Anyway, the the stands were packed. Was it? If you would have gone, you. If you didn't get there early, it was standing room. There were people was out on the sides of the fence. Okay. Because the, the River Road visitor side is not huge. Okay. But the Bulldog fans were out in force. That's I awesome. I really think that we, if not match the number of the River Road fans, then had more. It was it was a lot of great fans. It was a good time out in the stands. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And they gave us a lot of things to cheer for. Yeah. So first quarter starting out, the opening kickoff, we're receiving Jaden Daniels takes the ball 60 yards, returns it to the Wildcat 25. That was the starting point of what you were going to see was going to be a long night for River Road. Mm. The Bulldogs were just going to be fast. They were going to be hard to bring down, and they showed it. Four plays later, Caden Jennings scores on a quarterback draw, goes up the middle. Shimmy Shanks spins, and he's into the end zone. Extra point by Chepas is good. And we start out to a 7-0 lead right off the bat. Defense gets out there, and River Road controls the ball for a good portion of the first quarter. They run 26 plays on their initial drive. That's a long drive. It was a super long drive, and it was inchworm, inchworm. And then they'd go, they'd get a step forward, they'd get two steps back. And I think what really hurt us in the first drive were penalties. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I, I think we had five penalties in the first drive. At one point, Mason Mangum runs all from on the border? backside. Oh, all on board. Yeah, okay. Of course. I think there was one. I, I take that back. There was one on River Road. I think it was a false start. But most of them were on border. And so you think you get a stop, and then there's a penalty. Yeah. And so they were constantly going to fourth down, and then something would happen. Bailing uh, them out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mason Mangum blitzes from the weak side, gets a sack, and then they have a false start. It puts them at like third and 20, and they convert mm. on a pass interference call that really – didn't look too legit. Looked like good defense, but again, that's his call. Made the call. 
but ultimately they stall out. They go to a fourth and 14 from the 31, try to go for a pass, incomplete, bulldog ball. There we go. So that led us right into the second quarter. Sweet. And, um, you know, we, we we're going, we're going, we're getting a good little run there, and we fumble. Okay. Drive of the second quarter. But the defense steps up, gets a great stop on fourth and six right there in the middle of the field. And from there, the Bulldogs take over two plays into their drive. And then we fumble again right on the River Road 41. <laughs> so we had a couple of figuring it out there in yeah. the first half, you know. Had a few penalties, <clears throat> had a couple of fumbles, but you could see the evidence of what was fixing to happen that did end up resulting in the second half. And so uh, the defense gets another great stop. Borger gets the ball on their own 33-yard line. And from there, we make a drive. There's a completion to Tyler Brooks, then a 56-yard pass to Jaden Daniels. And I mean, this guy dances on the sideline. It's a one-on-one with the cornerback and the cornerback had no chance. He shimmy shakes him and he's gone. You think he's going to get all the way. They end up pushing him down out of bounds uh, right there close to the end zone. Okay, But then from eight yards out, uh, that's when uh, KJ finds JD, Jaden Daniels in the back of the end zone for the Bulldog touchdown. And... um, You know, it was just a great, great drive. Um, And it just, one thing that I really noticed, and and it was kind of evident really there, the elevated game that I saw from our receivers. And if you look back one week ago, we were talking about making the play of the completion. Mm -hmm. To me, that was a positive of this game. It was a huge plus. And every one of the receivers contributed in some sort of way. You'll hear their names. Brace and Jaden Daniels had a big night on the night. Aiden Cardenas caught some great passes. Uh, Tyler Brooks, uh, George Golson, everyone did a fantastic job. Really elevated the game of the wide receivers. It was what you expected to see um, from the preseason. Like it was just what everyone has expected to see. Mm-hmm. And, and they really did perform. Yeah, those skilled well. guys coming through. Oh, absolutely. Making catches. And it opened everything up for the offense because right. then once you have to worry about those receivers and KJ doing that, then the runs start happening, and, and we actually see that coming on here a little bit here. So right after that, the Bulldogs are up 14-0, to zero, and the defense, man, the defense did a great job all night long. They step up right there in the second Well, yeah, quarter, they shut them out. Three and out, you know. and <laughs> Can't ask for more just, than that. <laughs> no, absolutely. They're doing their job. So they played great all night long. You go into the half, you're leading, and, uh, and that's where you can really see the evidence of the game, what's going to come through in the second half. So third quarter starts out with some fireworks. Okay. Okay. So River Road gets the ball. They have a 50-yard pass post in the middle of the field. Kid's pretty fast. You're thinking, man, this guy's going to take it to the house. Dominic Esparza from the cornerback position pursues behind the guy, strips him, right? The ball flies out <laughs> right into the arms of Tyler Brooks, who turns around, starts following his blockers, goes across the field, and takes it to the house on the fumble recovery. And then there's some yellow laundry. Of course, of course. Of course there is. So the penalty brings it back to the 24-yard line. But still Bulldog ball. Oh, Bulldog ball. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of excitement. It got our hearts racing. So we, we enjoyed that. The Once we get the ball back, that's a nine-play drive, and it ends with a rushing touchdown from Avery Adami from 16 yards out. And, and to me, that drive really represented what we saw another positive of the night, the O-line's blocking. Okay. Really up their game, did a great job, and we were moving the ball on that drive 
on the ground. You had a couple of great runs from KJ. Avery steps it up and just hits. He always hits the he hits the hole really hard. He's mm-hmm. a slicing runner. He's hard to catch because he's got a quick first step. And he doesn't dance around. He hits it and he gets positive yards. So extra points good after that. Bulldogs are up 21 to 0 over River Road. Awesome. Point. Defense does what the defense does. It gets a stop. Border Bulldogs get the ball back on the 36. Three plays it takes. Three plays later, Brayson McCarty takes a hitch route and just outruns everybody on the defense for the Bulldog touchdown. And just like that, mm-hmm. Bulldogs are up 28-0 to zero going into the fourth quarter. This is, this is when I started watching the feed. In the fourth quarter? In the fourth quarter. <laughs> and I was like... They said the score on there at one point it was like the Border Bulldogs are up twenty eight to nothing, and I was like, "Oh, well, I guess I don't need to watch the fourth quarter at this point." Well, and that's what you would think. You'd think like, "Oh, it's going to slow down the fourth. No, it kept going. It was just yeah. like there was such an well. There was part when I turned it on. It looked. Well, I'll let you get to it. It's probably in here in the notes if I'd have read yeah. them. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I turned it on, uh, River Road. They were driving. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this looks like it's close. Because you had texted me a couple times and told me the score. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, did they? And it had been a while since I texted you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, did they make it close? And they were, <laughs> and they were like, River Road's here trying to make an attempt just to get on the board. I was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you just saw the score and you're thinking they're up 28-0 going into the fourth. You think, ah, oh, they're probably going to wind down. Right. It, it kept going. Right. Like, there was just a huge momentum shift that you saw from the boys they had the confidence they were playing with swagger they were playing with confidence and just um really getting a lot of great things done especially defensively river road had a tough time getting anything going offensively they went three and out to start the fourth quarter uh, adolfo Heredio gets back on the punt return takes it to the river road 25 so you're starting off with great field position and then the bulldogs finish a four-play drive with a one-yard push in from caden jennings bulldogs go up 35-0 at that point, uh, River Road again starts imploding a little bit here. They lose the ball on the 10-yard line, stripped up the middle by Braden Keys. He falls on it. The Bulldogs get the ball right there and score on the ensuing play with a quarterback scramble from Ryler Moreno, and the Bulldogs go up 42, River Road 0. And so after some more great plays by the defense, KJ, you see him downing the ball as the clock expires, and that gives the Borger Bulldogs the victory. 42, (sighs) River Road Wildcats, nothing. Shut out. Shut out. Tough night for the Wildcats. It was. And it was a great night for the Bulldogs. I don't feel bad for them, though. I I mean, you can't really. (laughs) It it is what it is. Everyone's trying to go out there, and everyone's trying to perform, especially early in the season. You want to get your team working and gelling and performing like a Mm well-oiled machine, and that's what you saw out of the Bulldogs that night. Yeah. So stats-wise, Caden Jennings went 12 for 14 for 255 yards and two passing touchdowns. Added on 42 yards of rushing and two more rushing touchdowns. Avery Adami, again, in the backfield, had a great night. 11 carries for 100 yards and a rushing touchdown. And Jaden Daniels really showed up as a receiver. Five receptions for 135 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Man. Shut out. What a... You know, I was I was listening to uh, Coach Hamrick talk about the game mm-hmm. on the internet. I don't... On that... That... I can't remember the name of the show it is. It was like the internet show, that sports internet show from Amarillo. Okay, yeah. And uh, it, he was just talking about how how much harder 
how much more the guys wanted, the kids wanted it this week. Yes. And how much that came across. You know, the, the guys came into practice after that loss to Denver City, and they were just like, nope, we're, let's fix what we need to fix. Let's get this done. Absolutely. So, yeah. You, and, could tell, you could tell they took it to heart, you know. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, we talked a little bit about changing the mentality of the kids, changing mm-hmm. the way that they view themselves, the way that they view <clears throat> the game and the work and the preparation that goes into this. And, um, I mean, truly, it was it was an all-around great night. You saw it in the stands. You saw it from the cheerleaders. You saw it from the players. It, it was really, really, really good. And, and just a special note, this was actually the Bulldogs' first shutout victory. Oh, wow. Since 2010, when they beat Dumas, the Dumas Demons 25-0. to zero. And so, right now, Border Bulldogs are 1-1 one one on the season. 1-1. One one. Ready to roll. So, we got a big week this week for football. It is homecoming, homecoming. in Borger. The La Mesa Tornadoes are going to be coming to town. Last year, Borger got the best of them uh, in a 44-8 win. Okay. However, it's a new year. It's a new La Mesa. And let's see. We can't take anyone for granted. If they're going to come to play, we got to be ready to play, too. Mm-hmm. And so, currently, they are 0-2. They've had early losses to San Angelo Lakeview and Muleshoe. But, uh, you know, if the Bulldogs can keep it rolling just like they did in the River Road mm-hmm. game, it's going to be a long night for the Tornadoes. Hopefully. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully that defense, they, they run the option, right? Lamisa? Lamisa <laughs> does a lot of different things. I know they've done some option. They've done some wing T in the past. I, I think they're tr- still trying to find an identity okay. as an offense, honestly. And, and just um, right now, they're still trying to find their footing. So we'll see. We'll see what kind of game plan they have okay. against the Bulldogs this week. Yeah, it'll be fun. Everybody get out there Friday night. Homecoming. Yeah. Seven o'clock. Lots of homecoming festivities this week. Actually, the freshmen the JV are going to be playing Randall, and that's going to be on September the 6th, starting at 4 p.m. here at Bulldog Stadium. Okay. So get out there and watch some football that night. Mm-hmm. And then following uh, on Friday, September the 8th, will be the homecoming game, and that'll be at Bulldog Stadium starting at 7 p.m. Yeah, man. I'm excited. First home game of the season, dude. Absolutely. We've been waiting for the boys to get Oh, yeah. It's going to be hot still. It's going to be a little warm. But but now we're on the home side. Yeah. And we'll be in the booth. Yeah, we will. We'll be watching (laughs) from there. Absolutely. Well, Mike, why don't you tell us what we got coming up in sports All right. Coming up this week, we've got a lot coming up. We're going to fly through this. We're going to get you to the break here. Golf. September 6th. The boys will be at the Hereford Invitational. On September 6th. Uh, Tennis is coming up September 9th at home. They'll be here at home in Borger. District matchups against West Plains and Randall. Mm. And then cross country will be September 9th. They will be against uh, Wolf at the Wolf Creek Classic in Perryton. Okay. And then we've got some more volleyball coming up. On Saturday, September 9th, here at home against Randall. The freshmen begin at 10... uh, and then Tuesday, uh, so the freshman begin at 10, the JV will be at 11, and the varsity will be at noon. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you all come out and support our volleyball girls against Randall. First district game of the season. First district game of the season. And uh, going against the state champions. Okay. So we need a lot of Bulldog yeah, fans. Yeah, let's out get some fans out there to, That's right. to watch. I think I'm gonna I'm think I'm gonna try and take my girls to this one. Oh yeah. Get start getting my, my little girls exposed to volleyball. Yeah, we gotta get Emmy away from wanting purple and other colors. We need to yeah. we, she needs to be exposed more exposed more red. Yeah. That way she's you're, not You're right. <laughs> you're right. She can't be going out there and be like, I wanna be the purple team. No. You, you're a bulldog. You're a bulldog. Emmy. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, and then on Tuesday, September 12th, uh, varsity or uh, volleyball is traveling to Hereford and they will start at 5 p.m. Okay. And then last but not least, Frank Phillips volleyball. Thursday, September 7th, the Lady Plainsmen travel to Vernon College. So that's what's coming up. Well, we got a commercial break. And right after the break, very special episode today. We have two special guests. Yep. Adrea Loftus and the legendary coach Pete Loftus are in the house. They're going to be talking with us right here on the Border Sports Podcast. We would like to thank the Plumlee Real Estate Group. Plumlee Real Estate Group is the official sponsor of the Border Sports Podcast. Are you looking to sell your current home or property or on the hunt for your dream home? Look no further than Plumlee Real Estate Group. Plumlee Real Estate Group is your trusted partner in finding the perfect property for you and your family or selling your current home in the competitive real estate market. Plumlee Real Estate Group's agents, Jodina Plumlee, Lindsay Vinson, and Mike Lynn Reese, understand that buying or selling a home is a significant decision, and they are here to make the process as smooth and stress-free as possible. Plumlee Real Estate Group's team of dedicated and knowledgeable agents will guide you every step of the way, from listing your home or browsing listings to closing the deal. Join the many satisfied homeowners and sellers who have worked with Plumlee Real Estate Group. Contact Plumlee Real Estate Group online today at plumleegroup.kw.com to schedule a consultation. Plumlee Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. Now we're back from a commercial break, and we have two very special guests here in the studio with us today. Michael, we have Adrea Loftus and the legendary Pete Loftus in the house. Guys, thanks for being here yeah, tonight. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having us. Thanks yeah. for having us. You're very welcome. Drea, I'm going to start with you, okay? Okay. Because you're the most youthful out of all of us. <laughs> first off, <laughs> hey, congratulations on being... Voted the Happy State Bank Player of the Week. Thank yeah. you. If you guys didn't see that online, it was on Amarillo Globe News, and there were several volleyball players from across the region, and Drea won by a landslide. I want to say she got like 35, 39% of the votes. That's yes. awesome. 15,000 yeah. votes for Drea Loftus. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. How did that feel to be nominated and win the Happy State Bank. Well, I didn't even know I was nominated until my friend Natalie Chisholm sent it in like our volleyball group chat. And she was like, Drea, like you have a chance to be Happy State Female Athlete of the Week. And I was like, are you serious? So then I pressed on it and I sent it to my mom. I was like, I guess I got nominated. Like I didn't even know about it. And then yeah. my mom sent it to my family and she started posting it. Yeah. And then like, there was like 30 shares on my Facebook post that I made for people to go vote for me. And it just like was overwhelming to know that I had that much support. Like I knew I had supporters, but I didn't know I had that much. So it felt really good. Oh, and I, I guarantee you, I got it sent to me at least five or six different times. <laughs> Mrs. Conaway sending it to everyone. Everyone's sharing it out. Oh, yeah. People vote were sending it to the podcast. People are sending it to the, the podcast. messages and stuff. We shared it. <laughs> so you had all yeah. sorts of support. Going yes. Around Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about your thoughts. You know, how's the volleyball season going so far? Um, you guys are getting ready for district play. Yes. What, what we start thinking? district on Saturday. All right. So how are you How are you planning on approaching district plays coming up? Well, right now we're having a hard time with like inconsistency. But I think that Coach Sims says that she's finding some drills for us to like help us be more consistent. But I think like... 
at the beginning of the season, like mm-hmm. we, it was a way different team than I've ever played with mm-hmm. as I've been in high school. Like, it's just the bond is different between us. We all support each other. We all love each other. Like, we're all truly for each other. Sure. And mm-hmm. like in the past years, it hasn't been like that. It's been like me over we, but this year sure. it's we over me. We over me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're going to do, we're going to surprise some people. Sure. It's not just going to be like, oh, we play Borger. Like, it's going to be an easy game. It's, we're going to surprise people. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. I think that's something that a lot of people are starting to learn is they're yes. not going to get an easy game. Paladero had to learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think is different this year that's leading to that we over me kind of I attitude? think it's just that, like, we all truly want to be good. Like, we're tired of not making it to playoffs, only winning two game in district. Like, we all have realized that we have potential that, like, nobody else sees in us, but we see it within mm-hmm. each other, and we see it within our team. And so we've just, like, kind of... We've like started locking down a bit better mm-hmm. and like really making volleyball our main focus. Like we're all multi-sport athletes, but like right now we're making volleyball our main focus and we're going to go far with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so we know that you're, I guess you're involved in lots of activities, right? You're just kind of saying you're all multi-sport athletes and yes. you personally, you're probably involved in tons of activities. So, so what drives you and motivates you? to work so hard in volleyball like you said like you guys are putting we over me this year you know what's motivating you to to work so much harder for your teammates this year well during the summer like going to workouts I've noticed that not a lot of like girls in my grade or like grades above me were showing up and I just like thought to myself like I really want to go far this year so I kind of told myself like I need to put all my sport like teams on like my back and like we're gonna like take them far in places and so mm-hmm. like starting the summer I just like started working out more started running more so I could be in shape and like I basically I just wanted to be way better and my papa always told me that <laughs> <laughs> my papa would always tell me like what he always told me after games what I need to fix and yeah. so finally whenever I'd call him after games I'd start putting it in notes mm-hmm. and so like whenever I'm thinking about something then I'll go look at the note of what he's told me I need to fix and like during the summer I hit that really hard so I can make myself a better athlete for all sports it's absolutely awesome. and you're kind of in a unique experience because several athletes multiple athletes that have come through Borger have had the legendary Pete Loftus as their coach driving you. But to you, he's Papa. Yeah. What is it like having Pete Loftus as your <laughs> as your granddad, as your grandfather? Well, I will say that he's whenever I was in pre-K, I used he would pick me up from school because we'd have half days. He'd pick me up from school and I think he was at the middle school at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But he'd take me to the secretary and I'd sit in the secretary's lap while he finished working. And people would come in there and they would like it was mainly boys. Boys would come in there and just talk about how much he made them run, how rude he was, and then girls would come in there and they'd just laugh. And so I just like think back to that and I mean, I feel like having him as a pawpaw has definitely made me the person I am because sure. in school, like I'm, I've always been deathly terrified to act up because I would be scared that they'd call my pawpaw. In sports, <laughs> in sports, like I don't want to give the coaches attitude. I don't want to disobey the coaches because they know my pawpaw. Oh yeah, he's still around. And yeah, yeah, they there. know my pawpaw, and my pawpaw always like is talking about how he'll make me go run, and I just I don't even want to 
try. I don't even want to get close to making that happen. So. Yeah. Like if y'all are eating or something, <laughs> does he bust out a pack of cards and start making you do push-ups? <laughs> no. Whenever it's not about sports, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Like when we go to Amarillo, go shopping, he's he's a good pop Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's always got one of y'all in the, in the car with him. It's you or Libby or some like they all are always riding. He's riding y'all around everywhere. Last year he took us to school every single day. I know That's he's right. missing it. He might not admit it, but sure. I know he's missing it. No, I get a little more sleep. <laughs> he's missing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of your pawpaw, the legendary Pete Loft is in the house with us. Coach, you've been in Borger for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, I wasn't born here. I was born in um, Laneville, Texas, mm-hmm. and we moved to here. We moved to Borgen when I was about five years old. So you might well say, uh, I've been, yeah, it's been a long, long time. Sure. And, uh, you know, I love it here. Uh, when I graduated from college, I had a chance to uh, go to San Angelo to get yeah. into coaching. I said, nah. But oh, you need to get away from here. I lo- I love Borger. Yeah, I, lo- I love Borger. You were here as a player, student. You came back as a coach for yeah. several years, and your family's here. What what's so special about this community that that has kept you here, grounded in Borger? You know, you, you talk about towns, and people say, "Well, it's too small." I'm gonna move away, and uh, I have a uh, one of my older sisters lived in Dallas. I go down to Dallas. My nephews and nieces down to Dallas. Man, there's nothing to do down here. I'm going, wait a minute, you in Dallas, Texas? <laughs> and you say there's nothing to do? And, uh, you know, I just look at it. It really is the people that makes the town and the community. And ever since, you know, when I grew up here, uh, you know, I met a lot of people that uh, I still think about today. A couple of them, uh, you know, the late Dave Warren, who was president mm-hmm. of the bank. Uh, Devo Davis, Jay Childress. Well, as a matter of fact, Jay Childress' daughter graduated with me. But these are guys that were businessmen, and I, you know, I got to know some of them. But it was just the relationship with the people here in town and getting to know them. And like I said, when I got to college and come back, and I really wasn't going to coach or get into anything. And I got into coaching a little peewee football league sure. because some kids signed up late. And nobody wanted them because everybody else had started practicing. So me and my brother and my brother-in-law, we took the kids. And that was a unique experience. So let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and uh, the more I worked with those kids and I went from there to coaching baseball and basketball. And we used to have a little youth track program. But I, yeah. I said, well, you know, this is fun. Yeah. This is fun. And... Uh, I thoroughly enjoy working with the kids, uh, you know, trying to motivate them, get them to uh, do what they need to do to make themselves better. And like I said, just growing up here has helped me a lot. And uh, I think part of me that people got to know me is when I was working in that youth uh, football program. Sure. And that's where that's really, uh, I got to know a lot of people working in there and they thought I was crazy too, <laughs> but, but the the kids. What we tried to do is get them to put in the time mm-hmm. to be better. And like I always told them, anybody can make an excuse, but we want them to work and be better. And I know 
when I first took that third and fourth grade team, our first ball game, we got beat 72 to zip. <laughs> and, you know, and I told the kids, I said, yeah. just hang in there, yeah. hang in there. And that first year, we didn't win a game, but we made improvement yeah. each ball game. The next year, it's a totally different story. The, the kids, Sooners came out to play that yeah, next year. The kids, the kids bought into what we was teaching about fundamental things and about having a good attitude come to practice. And, you know, it just it just made things a lot easier because one day, like we're sitting in here right now, mm-hmm. we was, us coaches, we were talking. And we were talking about practice. And one of the kids came over and said, Coach, what time is it? Oh, God, it's time to start practice. They went over and started calisthenics. Mm-hmm. And we're going like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good group. Sure, yeah. But uh, we tried to give them something to feel proud about themselves. And like I said, some people say I was mean, say I was hard, and I'm going, yes, I'm not going to deny that. Uh, when I was coming up, the neighborhood I grew up in, we uh, we used to go to the park and play sports. Yeah. And you know, just our age. And then here come the older guys. And we're going to take over this. No, you're not going to take it over. And so we had to play against them. Some of the older kids. Yes. And if we back down, let me say this. We grabbed our ankles and bent over. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they would actually kick us and they, you do not quit. You, yeah. You perform yeah. and don't make no excuses. But even basketball, softball, we start out playing touch and mm-hmm. we end up playing tap. Oh, yeah. But, you know, us being smaller, we we tried to hit the guys where they didn't want to be hit. <laughs> so, uh, but it was, it was one of those deals that we had some older guys that took us under their wings yeah. and say, you know, if an adult tells you this, you take care of it. And if they tell you not to do this, you don't do it. And, you know, I looked at that, and growing up, when I got to about the uh, sixth grade, getting ready to go into the seventh grade, my good friend, Joe Kofer, he said, you guys be at my house at 5.30 Monday. You know, we're looking, okay. So we didn't show up. He came looking for us, and basically he said, uh, y'all playing football, right? Sound great, yeah. You're going to start lifting. He had loose weights in his garage. He said, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. you lifted. Yeah. And Tuesdays and Thursday, you're running. You know, we're going to, he said, no, you will show up. Sure. And, and it, it was one of those deals, and, and, you know, after we got started doing light weights, going to seventh grade, by the time, really, by the time we got to be freshmen, it was old history, man. Mm-hmm. We were we were ready, and uh, it was just one of those deals. Uh, we had some guys looking out for us, and we had some parents that, hey, do the right thing, take care of your business, work hard. And uh, one person that probably had more influence on us than anything, Mr. Cofield, R.G. Cofield. Mm-hmm. We call him Prof. Okay. Now, Prof was the principal at Booger T. Washington. Uh, let me tell you like this. 
Probably was your dad away from home, your dad at home. If you got in trouble, the parents, Mr. Cofield, can you talk to so-and-so? <laughs> but he, 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 he told us about taking care of business. Sure. You know, if you take care of your business, everything going to be fine. Don't depend on somebody else all the time to lift you up. Lift yourself up mm-hmm. and do the right thing. And he was just, he was one of those guys that we respected, and he always... Uh, was there if we needed some you can go ask Mr. Cofield sure and uh, that was it I, I got to tell y'all this I don't know if it's going to go there but we had a Booker T. Washington reunion before Mr. Cofield passed away mm-hmm. and these are people way older than me come back and so I had to go to the airport to pick him up and I went to pick him up and we talking on the way back we get over to where the Booker T. Washington School used to be, and he's getting out. You got guys in the 50s and 40s, older, that had a can of beer. Yeah. Mr. Cofield got a van. They stuck open cans of beer in their can, and in their pocket. <laughs> they stuck it in their pocket. Yeah. And Mr. Cofield said, y'all grown men. Y'all can drink if you want to. Never. Never in front of you. They just had that kind of reverence. They had, you know, and it was just that type of reverence and respect. And they did not take it out till he got inside the building. And I sit there and I'm looking at that and I'm going like, wow. Yeah. Wow. But my all I wanted when I started coaching and teaching was to pass on some bits of wisdom. Sure. Let's work hard. Let's take care of our business. Uh, if we lose... A game. Let's see what we need to do better, um, and learn to respect yourself. And you work hard, and people gonna give you respect. You earn it, and that's one of the things my grandmother taught me. Sure, because it just seemed like a a lot of times, kids said, "Well, you've got to give me this." Yeah. No. No. Yeah, and a lot of those conversations, you know, I talk with people who have played for you before. You know, they they re, they refer to those. It's like, man, that was kind of a life changing conversation. They remember them. But Dre, in your circumstance, is that just like a normal day going to get lunch or picking you up from school? Like, do you just constantly get those conversations with your papa? Yes, I get. He every time I I always know like if I need some. If I'm not sure what to do, I always know I can tell my papa what happened. And he always relates to it in some way. And mm-hmm. I just think it's crazy because I'm like, how would you relate to that? Like, how sure. did... Because mm-hmm. you would think 2023, how are you, 1966, did you, yeah, probably different. You, I'm I was like, like, what? But it's, it is. It's the same. And yeah. the kids today go through a lot of the same kind yeah. of troubles, just in a different way. Yeah. And, you know, and you look at, you know, and even when I started teaching, that was a... Uh, <laughs> I, I think it was two days before school started, and I finally decided when I started. And Ms. Cindy Hickman, Ms. Hickman was mm-hmm. my tutor. And uh, I just got thinking, oh, boy, that's going to be different being in a classroom. And uh, I, I used some uh, football knowledge in the classroom, too. And I told them, uh, we're going to get along. Uh, I had one word that I wrote on the board, and that was the word respect. Mm. And I said, I respect you. You're going to respect everybody here. And I'd already told the football players that. I said, uh, now I will help you in a way I possibly can if you need me. 
And this is, like I said, this is one of the things that I think that came from the neighborhood that I grew up in because you had um, parents in that neighborhood that were willing to help you even if you were not their child. Mm -hmm. And they would spank you even if you were not their child. (laughs) (laughs) If you got out of line. But they they tried to give you some wisdom and knowledge and, uh, you know, and that, and like I say, I go back to my grandmother because she had a farm when my grandmother passed, my grandfather passed away. We would go stay on that farm with her during the summer. And in the evening sometime, she just sit there and she started talking to us about, you know, how to relate to people, how to deal with people. And she said, I remember her saying that, you know, they're going to be around here. So you might have to do some adjusting. And that's what I tried to do when I was coaching. Uh, I want the kids to be as the best they could be. And I know some of them figure I wrote them hard. But I look at them. I, you got something. I want to get it out of you. Sure, sure. And, uh, and I would push them. And, you know, we kept saying, give it to us. And when they got out of line, we're going like, okay, we got to set some ground rules here. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorites was a deck of cards. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people remember that deck of cards. Absolutely. And, uh, and that was, uh, I, that, that came by by purely accidental. We, was, we were in Arizona, outside of Williams, Arizona, mm-hmm. fighting wildfires. I worked for the Park Service, and we had a young man that was, I guess he's going to try to show his stuff. But uh, he should have been wearing a large shirt. He wearing a medium short bicep. <laughs> and uh, he came over. And, Anybody over here for a challenge? About what? He said, well, I got a deck of cards here. And challenge is uh, if you can last longer than I can in the deck of cards, I'll explain it. So he explained it, you know, whatever you flip up a spade, whatever numbers on that, that's how many push-ups you got to do, hearts, sit-ups, and so on. I said, ah, I'm, I'm game. I said, but are well, we going to do this for money? I'm not doing it free. <laughs> 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 and so we started, we started, and he kept going. I'm sitting there humming. I, my, one of my favorite songs is Temptation, My Girl. And that's, oh, yeah. And I would be humming that while I'm doing the exercise. And finally, he gave out. And so I took my money and put my hard hat on, my firefighting hard hat. And so I put it on. He said, I thought your name was Pete. Why is Coach on back there? I said, that's what I do during the school year. He said, you didn't tell me you was a coach. I said, you didn't ask. <laughs> I said, what's that got to do with this? Well, if I'd known you was a coach, I wouldn't challenge you. I said, but I'm twice your age. <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't matter. But I, that's, where that, that's where that deck of cards came okay. up. And I got thinking. I said, you know, this is a good little exercise deal. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, if some guys get too far out of line, oh, sure. it's a good little it's an exercise because you're doing push-ups, set-ups, squats. You can name any type of exercise you want to do. And 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 that 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 I, I got thinking, I said, we can do that sometime. Sure. And and, and and really I loved it. And some of the kids even asked me a time, Coach, 
the guys. We need yeah. to challenge the girls. Oh, yeah. so, no. No. And they go, yes. We challenged the girls twice and they beat us. They beat, they, they outdid the boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay. Yeah. You, you got to cook. But that, that was, you know, any way that we can try to do some exercise and, uh, I just felt like it was it, it was a a good exercise to do because you're doing push up sit ups, uh, squats, anything air squats, anything like that, and I thought it would help. And some of the people say no, it wasn't that it wasn't that much fun for us. If you got in trouble now, uh, you the two decks went together, and that was mm. totally different. <laughs> but you know, I feel like you know if you play sports, you ha- you have to have some discipline. Yeah, and. The majority of the kids that I played, that I coached, they really took into it and they had that discipline. Sure. They they said, hey, we don't want to do anything to hurt ourselves. And, uh, you know, it's not being the toughest, but it's giving everything you can. And if we came up short, I said, okay, let's look and see what we need to do sure. to correct that. And that's what we did. And we talked about it in practice and we walked through it, but it's just an ideal of, I want you to be the best you can be. Sure. And I just I just love that. Yeah, so as a coach, you know, you're talking about, you know, you know, the kind of the wisdom and the different things you've tried to instill in the kids. Are there any kids that came through the program the last, you know, the years that you were coaching? Are there any kids that left a, a big impact on you? Oh gosh, I got a whole bunch of them. One of them sitting right over there. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, you know, I look at, I look at all the kids that I've had the pleasure of working with. Now I'm be honest with you, the majority of the ones that I had that bought in to what we as the coaches were trying to do, mm-hmm. I, you know, I would say, uh, just about not anyone special, but just the majority of. They bought in because mm-hmm. uh, much as I hate to say it, they thought I was crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> but they bought in, and and when they had some good results, you can just see the eyeballs, the eyes just mm-hmm. got big, and that's what made that's what made it fun. And uh, I remember uh, we playing one game at River Road, and I had a young man so quiet. So quiet, and we've been we've been trying to get him to step up, and he come on silent. He's holding me. I said, "What do you want us to do? We're not playing." He said, "He's not gonna hold me anymore." And he went out and he flattened him, and he made a tackle. He come back on the sideline, and I'm just smiling, and I'm going <laughs> like, "I don't think we're gonna have a problem with him." But he saw <laughs> what we're trying to get him to do in practice. Sure. And, and some of the kids, but I've had some super, super kids to come through that program when I was over in middle school. And, you know, just to pick out one or two, it wouldn't be fair because yeah. they gave me and the other coaches what we asked for. They gave it to us. And and the ones that had, you know, had a little more talent, we didn't have to push them hard. We wanted to bring the one along that didn't feel like, well, I shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. That's the one we want. You can. You can. Mm-hmm. You can step up. But that's, you know, that's what I get. But I had so many good kids. I had so many of them. And to sit up here and name a few, I think yeah. it would be wrong. 
uh, for the other ones. Yeah. I really, I, I can't do that. I just, and like I told him, I said, when you leave from here, if you need me, call me. And I meant it. Even some of the ones that gave me headaches <laughs> and I had to eat a whole bunch of Starburst. <laughs> but I, I, I just, I, I, I love them all. Uh, and you want to try to help all of them and hope they succeed. That's 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 the whole yeah. deal. And, you know, people say, well, uh, I don't own a business. No, no. As long as you're making it in life, mm-hmm. that you know, I call that success. And some sure. people say, well, uh, I'm having a hard time. And you the first time I see, if I see some of the kids I coach, first thing I'm asking, how are things going? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. And if they go like, uh, I'm going, okay, let's talk. What do what what do I need to do or what do we need to do to get get you going? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I I, I I ain't kidding. All the, all the years I coach, I had some I had some super kids. That's great, and they 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 would work for me. Coach, you were recently inducted into the Oklahoma Panhandle Ooh. State. University Hall of Fame, class of nineteen seventy. Yeah, you not, were number twenty. Yeah, not yet. That's supposed to happen September. The thirtieth. Now, yeah, they called me back in April. They, they did. called you back and let you know. Yeah, yeah, he called me, and I'm driving on the highway on one thirty six. I'm going the fridge, and I just went up over the bridge. And the AD comments, "Hey, Pete, this is Victor up here at Panel State." I said, "Yeah, what's up?" <laughs> and he, uh, he said, "Well, I got some good news." I'm going like, "Okay." I thought maybe him and the new football coach was going to come down this area. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "Well." Uh, You've been selected to be uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, and my mind went totally blank. I mean, I mean, I went totally <laughs> blank. And I'm going. He said, "Pete," I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let, let me pull off the road here." I said, "What you say?" He <laughs> said, "You've been in. Uh, you're going to be inducted uh, in September." I said, "You said the Hall of Fame." He said, "Yes." I said, "Seriously?" And he said. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. He said, we're going to send you some more information. I thought I'd call. He said, are you all right? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. And really, after I got to talk to him, I was sitting right past the bridge. I'm sitting on the side of the highway. I'm going like, maybe I ought to call back and see if that really was him or somebody just playing a joke. But it was, <laughs> it was, a, it was a total surprise yeah. uh, to me. And um, I'm honored. Because I couldn't have got it without the guys that I played with. Sure. And, you know, I that first year up there as a freshman, we played 11 ball games. We won the first ball game. We didn't win another one. Mm. And I had a chance to start at safety. But sure. the guys that came in with me, they came back and finished their careers there. And like I said, I.W. Walker, Larry mm-hmm. Baker, uh, Jim Meggs. We had we had some guys that uh, came back and said, "We're gonna come back and yeah. turn the program around," and that's what we did. And I was I was fortunate to uh, be able to play. They moved me from safety to corner, which thank you, Lord. Because <laughs> you don't get to hit too many people back there. Safety. You're waiting a lot of times yeah. back there. Just I want I want to be up there where the yeah. action was, but they moved me to a corner, and I loved that. I yeah. just uh, we ran sprints, and people said, why are you laughing? We're running. I, said, I don't think about the running. I said, just, it's got to be in shape. But it, it was a good group of men from New Jersey, sure. Pennsylvania, New York, uh, White Deer, 
uh, we had a good mixture of guys. And I just, you know, every time I think about most of them, I'm going like, wow. And some of them have passed, and I'm going, you know, my in- introduction speech is going to be about those guys yeah. because they were they were super teammates, just super guys to be with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think you were freshman player of the year, weren't you? Your first year up there? <laughs> yeah, oh, I got to start. I got to start every ball game. But I got to tell you about one ball game. We played Adam State. And Adam State, they had a fullback. They call him Baby Huey. <laughs> Baby Huey, I'm serious, about 6'6", six, six, about 245. Oh, Lord. I thought, uh, I was, well, I hit him in the anchor's not doing it good. So <laughs> I tried to hit him high. And I, all I remember was that I was on the sideline. They were waking me up. <laughs> and that was uh, my grandfather and some of my family members came up there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And my grandfather said, did he hurt you? Oh, but man, I could not breathe. But yeah, that was the biggest guy I had ever seen. I'm going, people that big don't go run ball. They'd be on the line. Yeah. But yeah. that's what they my call him. Huey. Huey. But uh, I was I was fortunate to uh, start. And uh, honest, when it was calling first team defense, first day we're going full pad, I'm on the sideline. They were calling everybody. And they said, Loft is a safety. I'm looking around, and one of the guys said, hey, aren't you locked? I said, huh? And they said, you getting a safety? I said, huh? You know, I'm going like, are you serious? If you want to play locked, get out of here. I ran out there, and I'm going, old time, I'm going, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so when we got back to the dorm, my roommate said, man, you're getting a start. Yeah, I said, but... I'm not used to playing safety. I'm, I'm, I played corner in high school, mm-hmm. so they moved me to safety. Oh, this is going to be a, an experience because uh, once some people get a head of steam coming around the corner, if you're the last one there and those linemen are there, what are you going to do, bro, man? What are you going to do? And so uh, I enjoyed it. I, yeah, and when, like I said, that's my sophomore year. They say, okay, we're going to move you to corner. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. But I, I like I say, I didn't want to stand back there. You didn't get to hit very many people. I mm-hmm. just, I wanted to hit somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Dre, did you already get your party dress? Are you going to be getting over there for the award ceremony? She got a... She well, got, he told me that he didn't want me missing a vol- my volleyball game to go, <laughs> but he doesn't under... He, do, he doesn't give himself the full credit. He doesn't think it's that big of a deal, but sure. yes, I've already got my address. He just... He doesn't know that I'm going yet. He thinks I'm going to my game. Well, they have... Well, a, now he knows. They, they have a... <laughs> well, it's playing. They have a volleyball game because the ceremony is supposed to uh, take place uh, September 30th mm-hmm. at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it's not yeah. too often you get inducted into. We already lane. told Coach Sims. Gotcha. And uh, I just didn't want her to uh, miss that. Even though I, I would, I would love to have that. I wanted her to, you know. His exact words were, "I don't want you to miss your game for my induction." Mm-hmm. I said, "Papa, yeah. do you know what? Do you know where you're getting inducted <laughs> into? Like, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. But it's uh, you know I just uh, I think about my. Days playing college football, and I even ran track for two years. I I wasn't gonna do track. Mm-hmm. Coach tried to get me to play baseball. I'm like, no. And the only reason I ran track, 
uh, me and one of the other guys, we were just there, and two of the guys on the sprint relay, I don't think they were really hurt. I think they were just chicken out. But uh, <laughs> coach, track coach, Coach Crosser, hey, Pete, what y'all just fill in for this track meet? Because we had it there at Panhandle State. Yeah. I'm going, Coach, we're not in no track shape. He said, just just run on the uh, four by 400 meter relay. Okay. We ran it. And we finished second. But the brother man was hurting because I wasn't in no track shape. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and uh, so track coach, he come up to the dorm. He said, uh, why don't you come off track? I said, oh, coach, I just want to stay in the off season and do that. And so, and this actually happened. The president of the college, he loves to visit, visit the dorm. He mm-hmm. come up and he wants you and uh, uh, Don Mitchell take a little walk with me. Okay. <laughs> so that's what he talked about. Uh, you know, you guys, we want to have a good track program. I'm going like, the president of the college. And you can't say no to the president of the college. <laughs> so we ended up running track. <laughs> but we, 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 we uh, you know, we had fun. We, at that time, most of the, we was in the Oklahoma Collegiate Conference. We had East Central, Central State, Northwestern, mm-hmm. Northeastern, sure. yeah. Southeast, all them. And uh, basically, as far as enrollment, we were the smallest school mm-hmm. in that conference. And we had played them in football and everything else. But yeah. It was, uh, it, it, after I ran track, I said, eh, I think two years is enough. Yeah. And I, I, ran it, I ran it for two years. And I really wanted to concentrate on, hey, let me finish football and get my degree. And that's what it was. Gotcha. Well, one more question for you guys. So last week on our podcast, we announced that we're going to be doing and taking nominations for the hardest hitting Bulldogs of all time. Now, Dre, if I could have put you in football, I think for sure you would be in the top five. Me too. No doubt. I always think that I want to play I, football. I think you would. <laughs> I'm just looking at you right now, and I'm like, I wish I had you on the Horn Frogs as a linebacker because wait, you could do some damage. But, you know, you've been, you've been around football for a long time, and you've been around do you have any predictions? Who do you think made or could make this list as some of the hardest hitters of all time? So just listening to people, um, Logan Gray, mm-hmm. Rome. Okay, Rome Polanco. And uh, let me think. Um, oh, Barrett Watkins. I okay. know they all graduated last year, but sure. like I heard that they were really, really good and hit really hard. Those were the ones they were talking about in the hallway. Like, you don't want to hit that guy. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Coach, you've been around a little bit longer. Do you have any predictions? Anyone you think might get on the on the poll this week? Are you talking about for uh, for the Bulldogs or for anybody? <laughs> I <laughs> mean, for the Bulldogs. Hmm. I don't. You know, we we did a lot of game tackling, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, when I played, it was just it, oh gosh, I'm just trying to think about the guys I played with. Now, when I was in. Um, High school, my sophomore year, um, my good friend, uh, Joe Kofa, he played uh, defense in, and he would clack you. And uh, David Walton, mm-hmm. the ones I played with, mm-hmm. uh, David was looked like a tree stump. He was probably about 5'10". 
and and uh, he's about five ten, and he uh, he would he would just he would demolish you. Yeah, and um, he uh, you know I think about those guys, but we had some. Guys that were total headhunters, but those two stand out. Mm-hmm. And because Joe, he his sophomore year, he was on the team that went to state that year. Okay. And uh, and then when I uh, at that time we had sophomore through the twelfth grade up to high school, and then I, I was fortunate to make the varsity my sophomore year. And he was he was about six two, about two twenty five, mm. and just solid. And he's the one we had to work out with yeah. all the time. If we didn't, we're going like, oh, he's gonna come look for us. He gonna, so, but he, he was a pretty, he was a hard hitter. We we had a bunch of guys that I played with that were ahead of me that was good. And I had one that was uh, I played with. His name was Donnie Embers. Donnie Embers was about six three, about two fifteen. He could outrun half our backs. Mm. But uh, I remember we played Tascosa my senior year. And I couldn't play because I had, uh, messed up my ankle. And they would, I think they would pick, beat us by four touchdowns. They beat yeah. us seven to zip. And they had uh, Money Johnson. Money Johnson made high school All-American. Uh, he, his uncle was Bob Johnson that owned the motor co- uh, uh, car company here in Borgo. Okay, yeah. And Money... Uh, Money played for Tasco as a quarterback and just super athlete. And everywhere he went, Dunning was on him. And I remember us going to Graham, Texas for a track meet. And him and some other guy for Tasco's come over and we just talked. He said, man, he said, y'all had a player that every time I looked up, he was on top of me. And I said, oh, you talking about a defensive end? He's a shot putter. He said, my gosh. He hit me one time, and, and you know, and money. He was up front. He said, "Man, I didn't think I was going to get back up." But when Dunny wanted to play, he had a scholarship offer to go to the University of Tulsa. Mm-hmm. He decided to go into the Marines. I said, wow. Yeah, they need somebody like him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was he he when he hit you, you knew he passed through your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, we want to really thank y'all for taking the time out yeah, being here you. today. Dre, we want to give you a special good luck this weekend as district opens up. I believe we're opening up with Randall. Is that correct? Yep. Yes, at home. At, at home. home. Everyone's got to get out there. Starts at 10 o'clock, I think, is when the freshman Freshman began. 10, JV 11, varsity 12. That's right. So if you get a chance, go out there, support the Lady Bulldogs, support Dre Loftus. Coach, Dre, we appreciate you guys. Hey, yeah, I appreciate y'all. On. We'll have y'all back on again. Uh, near future. <laughs> all right guys well mike what a great time that was talking with coach yeah just what an awesome interview oh what a fun time i mean i can just sit there and listen to that guy for hours i mean he was talking before we hit record and yeah. I'm kind of looking at you like, why did we should have hit record? <laughs> like he didn't even, we, like he was telling some, yeah, great, we had some stories. great stories. Yeah, we stories beforehand. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh man. Started. 
He should have his own podcast. He really should. He's yeah. like one of the most interesting <laughs> men he'll ever meet. You know? Yeah, I was. I kind of told him because I think this is the first time I've actually like been introduced to him. But I've yeah. seen him around. He, he recognized me. He's seen me around. But like, I told him I was like the first time I saw you was down at one of the stores in town. I was like, I could just tell sitting there in that waiting room. I was like, this guy's Borger royalty. I don't know who this guy, I've only lived here for like six months, but I could tell that guy. Yeah. Everybody here knows him. He's Borger royalty. You yeah. can tell, you know, you know, as a principal, when I was there at the middle school, I, I can't tell you how many times I would have a parent, a dad that would be a little bit upset about something that happened with sports, football, basketball, or something like mm-hmm. that. And I'd be like, well, let me tell you, I'll let you talk to our head coach or our middle school coordinator, Pete Loftus. And it never failed. Oh, Coach Loftus? Oh, no. If Coach Loftus said he got to do that, he got to do that. You know, <laughs> yeah. he needs to run extra. Right. Like, it was just like it just shut it down immediately. <laughs> sure. He just kind of has that reverence about him, that respect from the community. And so, yeah. If, if they knew that Coach Loftus was coaching their boys hard, they let Coach Loftus have him. Yeah. And they need to listen. Sure. Yeah. Well, we have the finals. We do. We've been taking nominations all week long. All week. I made a spreadsheet and everything. We tallied them up. We got a lot of them. A lot of emails. Yeah. A lot of messages on Thanks Facebook and Instagram and comments. I went through all the comments. Sure. And now it's time. It's Top time. five hardest hitting bulldogs. Who's the toughest dog in the yard? Here we go. We're going to name the top t- top five. Top five. And then we're going to put a poll out. Yeah. The, these top five. Uh, this podcast is coming out Wednesday morning. Tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. We're putting it out We're going to put morning. the poll out and we're going to leave it up through Monday. Mm-hmm. Next Monday. Because we'll probably record next Monday night. Yeah. And we'll announce the winner. So share it. On next it Wednesday's around. podcast. Vote for your favorite hitter. Yep. And let's see who's the toughest dog in the yard. Yeah, and we starting don't starting out. We don't have number. a prize, but well, maybe we can get he, something. Yeah, we don't have a budget. We could get a sponsor to sponsor something. <laughs> That's what we need. A, we need another sponsor to sponsor. If you want to sponsor the toughest dog in the yard, hit us or, up. Or we could do like we could do these kind of contests every time, and yeah. then when they win, it'll be the whatever Borgers hardest hitter thing or Borgers. I don't know. <laughs> Best free throw shooter ever. I don't know. <laughs> Sponsored by yes. I don't Taco Bell, you know. Beatty Beatty Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Matt Beatty hit us up. <laughs> All, All right, right, here we, here go. we go. You go, you go. Let's go. We're gonna name the top five. In the number five spot, nominated tar- hardest hitter, Sam Camel. Sam here we go. Camel. Uh, mid '90s guy, defensive line, hard as nails. Number five. All right, number four. Number four is a name, a recent name. Mm-hmm. Probably the only recent guy in here. Logan Gray. Logan Gray. Logan Gray. What did you What did you used to say last year when you would say his name on the loudspeakers? All day, Logan Gray. All day. Something. What is? I don't remember what. Logan, she's, make my day gray. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Logan, all the way gray. Yeah, that's I think right. I had like fifteen nicknames for him. So oh, okay. Like, <laughs> well, here we go. Logan Gray. Logan Gray. Yeah. Number three, tough guy, went to SMU, became a Mustang. Okay. Kevin McKinney. Kevin McKinney. All right. Number two, I believe this guy was. On the 1962 state finals, state finals team, Mm -hmm. John Legrone, John Legrone, yeah, yeah, you and I weren't around back then. We weren't, but he's a legend. But he's a legend around here. Yeah, 
And then in the number one spot going into the polls, former Sooner as a third and fourth grader underneath Coach Loftus, became an o- Oklahoma Sooner underneath Barry Switzer. We're talking about Wayne Dixon. All right. One of the hardest hitting guys around. So that's your top five right there, folks. Get on the polls tomorrow. Share it out. And let's find out who's the toughest dog in the yard. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. Thanks again to our official sponsor, Plumley Real Estate Group. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram to join the conversation. And feel free to contact us with any comments, questions, or advertising inquiries at borgersportspod at gmail.com. It would also be a huge help if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. And make sure you give us a five-star rating as well. The Borger Sports Podcast is hosted by Michael Kano and mixed and produced by me, Michael Williams. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.